Hi, folks, and welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geis. Now, joining me today on the show is Heather Gessner. She's a field extension specialist in livestock business management with the Nest School of Management and Economics at South Dakota State University Extension. Thank you very much for coming in today, Heather. You bet. Glad to be here. So there's a lot of different things when we talk about livestock economics, but one of the big questions that come to people's minds at this time of year, especially if they're a cow-calf producer, are these calves. Do we want to keep them? Do we want to dump them off the cow? I'm sure you get that question on a regular basis, don't you? Yeah, that's one of the ones, you know, that full-time question of, all right, so what do I do with these calves now? There are just so many aspects that are involved in that decision. I guess maybe to start off with, what, what are some of the questions that you like to ask people when they ask you that question in order to help them decide what's going to be the best option for them? The big question comes down to, do you have room for them? You know, can you mm-hmm. adequately take care of these baby calves? especially if you've got some late calves or those 300 pounders that are going to need a little help coming into the winter time. So do you have room? Do you have feed, especially given that this year was a drought year? Did your corn make enough? Did you put up enough bales of hay or good quality alfalfa to feed them appropriately and get them the high quality diet that they need? And then if you can tell me what your break even is on that cow for the year, That'd be super because then we know whether if you're selling them right now, if that's a profitable price for you or if you can keep them and background them a little bit, put some feed into them, you know, 30, 40 days or something like that. Can we make a profit that way? So if we know that cow-calf budget, that's a really huge jumping point to figure out, are we breaking even right now? And if we are, can we make money selling today or do we make money selling in a couple of days? Maybe to start off with, when guys are taking calves to the barn today, and we're recording this podcast the first half of November for folks that are out there in case we get another fantastic black swan event, give me some wood to knock on that I even said those dirty words. Right, right. What are we seeing at the barn when guys are coming in for prices? Sure. You know, we've been working on a project and sitting in a lot of sale barns across the state the last couple of months. And, you know, some of the three to 500 pounders up to some 600 pound calves are bringing eight to $1,000 per head. And so if you can tell me that your cow costs are six or $700 based on your feed cost and your inputs, that might be a very profitable rate for you at this point. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of price slides. There's different price dynamics with different, you know, if you've been backgrounding them, if you can tell the shot records for spring and fall, you know, so there's some of those price differences, heifers, steers, and the whole shebang, but if we can uh, look at eight to a thousand dollars per head, and it only costs us six or seven hundred dollars per cow, that might be selling at a profit right now. Is that something you see most of your guys coming in with, though? They don't, can't really tell me all the time what their cow costs are. Sure. So sure. if we know if that's a profit, we kind of have to do some a little bit of back sketching on what pasture was, you know, what our inputs were for salt, and if we crep fed anything, you know, what the expenses were that way. So. If they can put some numbers and a little bit of time on that, on what it took to get that calf, you know, from conception to today at weaning time and then figure out that next selling point, then we can figure out what the next best step is. You know, guys looking at it, whether they made money or not on the calf when they weaned it, really, if they're thinking about keeping those calves, which is essentially a new enterprise, 
Right. Is that something that may be a profitable thing to do right now? Because there's a lot of guys that look at it and say, well, cripes, if I'm going to get this much money, sure, I can keep them, but can I actually make money if I keep them? Right. You know, and that's where it comes down to, you know, maybe we don't keep all of them. If we've got some 500, 600 pound calves coming off the cow, maybe we take that first big cut to the barn right now. You know, they're in condition. They've been vaccinated. They're ready to go be just that gaining machine in the feedlot for somebody. Maybe we keep some of those smaller calves back that aren't going to bring as many dollars per head turn them into the different enterprise and assuming that we've got feed and we can take care of them in a good way so that we don't fight pneumonia and all the rest of this stuff with some of those lighter weight calves maybe the feed costs and how much they gain maybe that really does turn into that profitable next enterprise for your cow calf operation so maybe let's dig into that a little bit more on those lighter calves in general if using the feed stocks that guys would normally have available right now in eastern south dakota what would be a reasonable rate of gain that guys could probably do, you know, without getting too crazy on pushing them or getting too fleshy? You know, you really want to start them on that slow gain. They're coming off a of pasture and mama, especially if they haven't been creep fed. You know, you're going to be punching a lot of that dry hay into them. So you're not really going to gain them much that first week or two. But then as you start up in that um, feed consumption and the concentrate in that diet, you know, you might get up into the three pounds a day. And if you're starting to look at holding them until, you know, January or March, you know, you kind of got to have that end goal figured out on where you want to get them with a target and then build your ration that's profitable for you around that. Given I have this many feed stuffs at home, but my neighbor only has this. So maybe I push at one or two pounds a day, you know, just to get some flesh and some backgrounding on them. But my neighbor's able to pump three, four pounds into them a day, that really changes that long-term target weight that we're going to sell at. So reality is, is that you've got to look and see what works for you and not look across the fence at your neighbor and say, well, that's the way I have to do it. I guess my static answer is you have to be able to tell me what's available at your house and then we'll build something that works for you because you can't look across the neighbor's fence because you don't have the same resources, the same stuff. A lot of times when people call, they're like, you sure ask a lot of questions. (laughs) I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. I can't give you an answer or help you find the answer until we know all of the answers to these questions and what the goal really is with what we want to do to those calves. That makes a lot of sense. Same way you got to approach a medical case, because if you don't have all the background information, you're you're going to miss something. For sure. You know, maybe you're running these 300 pound calves in, but they haven't been vaccinated for any of the respiratory diseases. Well, now you're dumping them into a feedlot situation. They're on dirt instead of grass. You got different feeds in front of them. We maybe missed something there. Mm-hmm. So you have to ask all the questions so that you go in with as much data as possible. You know, one other thing too that I, I hear from people that are a little hesitant is, is, well, what about, you know, like we said, and I did find something wood to knock on for a listening audience. What about if prices go down? You know, is there a way to protect the price that I have today? Even if I might make $100 today, but if prices go down, I might be 100 in the hole. Right. And that's where putting that backgrounding budget is going to be very important. So we know what our break-even price is. That lets us look at what the futures market has to say about, you know, January or March calves. And then it gives us that opportunity. If we like today's price, we can either utilize a futures contract. We can maybe look at the put options and put a floor price on those calves so that we protect ourselves that way. And even for like the smaller guys that maybe don't have a 50,000 pounds of calves that they're planning to protect or need to protect, The Livestock Risk Protection Insurance tool is also available. 
so that we can replace some of those floors, not have to worry about as much price risk, because if prices fall, then we've got these other backgrounding tools in place to help us on that side of the game. Now, you talk about options, and that's something that I think people have heard about a lot. But when we talk about livestock risk protection insurance, that's something that's getting a lot more discussion here lately. Could you elaborate on that a little bit more for our listeners so they can understand what this is if it's something that's new to them? Sure. The insurance product is sold by a crop insurance agent. It runs pretty similar to those types of things. It allows you to cover however many pounds of calves that you have. So unlike a contract that is specific at the 50,000 pounds, you can cover, you know, maybe you've only got 20,000 pounds of calves that you need to cover and protect. And then it, you know, runs on different price levels and different rates, depending on how much time you're covering for, just like your crop insurance kind of runs that way. So you can pick your target price, how many months that you're covering them for, so that we can have a little bit of that sleep easy, quote unquote, you know, at the end of the day. So we've got that insurance product that we hope we never use, because if we don't use it, that means prices went up. Well, that's really good to know. And I think that might help take some of that price risk out for people that makes them a little nervous about holding onto those calves for a longer period of time? Well, I think it should help with some of that fear factor. You know, I need this many dollars to pay off my operating note. And given, you know, if I can get them to 500 pounds and they sell for whatever the price is on the board, I can make that. Let's protect it so that we make sure that you make that operating note or whatever payment these calves are covering for you. You know, you're talking about operating notes, and I think that maybe is a good dovetail into the conversation about backgrounding calves, that maybe even if there is, let's say, 25 or 50 or even $100 in it, is that something that is right for everybody, even if there might be a little money in it? Do you ever discuss with people any things that maybe they might want to be thinking about using that cash for instead? Yeah, you know, that's a huge component is that opportunity cost. You know, I have these calves that maybe can go to sale in November, What else can I do with that money? You know, maybe you pay off the operating note, get rid of the interest, you make your land payment on time, you make your rental agreement contract payment, and you're making those types of payments with the cash that maybe is coming in now versus waiting and gaining, you know, four more months of interest on an operating note, extending your operating note to feed those calves if that's what's needed. You know, there's a lot of what else could we do with this money and make it grow, quote unquote, a different way instead of growing calves. Just for people that maybe are uh, haven't been selling right off the cow, they're thinking, well, I wouldn't mind holding on to them, but I might have to hold on to them until after the first of the year. What does that do to my tax situation? Yeah, you know, and if you've been traditionally selling after the first of the year, and you've gotten an increase of government payments through the different programs that were available this year to the market prices and those types of things, really make some of those early contacts with your accountants. Go put in some preliminary numbers, see what the current situation is. And if you would happen to sell calves in November or December to utilize that cash now versus cash later situation or prevent maybe the future loss of money if calf prices go down, go make that decision with the best information that you have. I've told people before, they can actually do some pre-planning for their income taxes. So you got to go talk to them first. And it's kind of a novel idea, but, you know, go put some preliminary numbers in with that anticipated two years of calf crop being sold. You probably didn't have as much corn to sell. So maybe there's an offsetting factors that way too, that you can look at. 
really appreciate you kind of going into this depth with our listening audience about these calves because it's it's a very important question I think for a cow calf producer in eastern South Dakota, western Minnesota, whatnot on profitability because it's a really tight margin business. So we want to make sure that we're making the best decisions in order to make it a profitable business. I told people back in the day when you know corn prices were bouncing all over the place and then they jumped up pretty darn high and guys really wanted to hang on to some of that corn just in case prices went higher. I told them it's hard to go broke selling for a profit. So mm-hmm. if they can take a profit right now and put that in the bank and do something else with it for their operation maybe that's what they need to be asking themselves as they move forward that way. Well, thank you very much. Really appreciate you working uh, with us in order to get this information out to producers. And if they have questions, would be a good way to get in contact with you so they could work with you on some of these things? You bet. A couple ways to get a hold of me. You can give me a call at the Sioux Falls office at 605-782-3290 or send me an email, heather.gessner at sdstate.edu. And we'll get back a hold of you and do a little talking and a lot of question answering and asking and see what we can come up with for a plan. Well, thank you very much, Heather. Really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us here today. You're welcome. It was great to be here. And thank you to our listening audience. Y'all take care, folks. 